Hello and welcome to this pilot episode of my new podcast, Another Brick in the Wall. My name is Pedro Clark and I'll be your host on this new and exciting podcast for radio and camera, which will focus on the messy side of architecture. Another Brick in the Wall will look into the other side of architecture. Instead of looking into how things are thought and planned, this podcast will focus on how architecture comes to be. What are the things that make it? What are the components that are part of it? And who are the people that build them? Being the son and the grandson of architects, I could say I grew up with architecture, but 30 years ago, that world was a very different world from the one we have today. For my dad in particular, architecture was imagined on the drawing board and materialized on site. After spending years as a site architect, a role which today is probably extinct, he was someone that was tough with those building, but who recognized how it was their job to put his dreams together. When something was wrong, it had to be changed. But when it couldn't, or it possibly couldn't physically be built that way, he knew straight away, and his generation knew, that you'd have to find a way to adapt. At that time, I was a child, and I grew up with drawings, and someone who drew for a job. For a three-year-old, you can imagine how exciting that was. So no wonder that early on, I decided I wanted to be an architect during the week and a Tarzan on weekends. But that, I guess, is a story for another day. Later, as a student, I remember coming across a croquis magazine and reading an interview with Cesar Vieira, where he also lamented the long-lost times where architects could go on site and design things. I can't remember exactly when I read that article, but I remember thinking that that feeling was something that I knew from before. It was a longing for a profession that was different, that somehow was disappearing. All I had been taught at school was how to imagine, how to plan, a few classes about construction, but I couldn't really feel like it was time to leave school. I didn't feel like I could call myself an architect. So 14 years ago today, as I was about to graduate and I had to write my thesis, I decided I couldn't do so before building my first building. This took me to the distant mountain kingdom of Lesotho, a singly landlocked country in the middle of southern Africa. And what was meant to be a three-month mission to build a safe home for vulnerable kids became a year-long process learning and experiencing how things happened on site. And at times, it felt as, as though in that year, I learned more than I had ever done at school. Physically, rolling up your sleeves and getting your hands dirty might not be for all architects, but for those who do it, it's an enriching experience like no other. Tired, I returned to Europe to get a job in Norway. I enjoyed it, I married, and with my wife Camille, we returned back to Lesotho a year later to continue what had started two years before. A few more buildings beneath our belt, and in the aftermath of the economic crisis, we returned to Europe. And for the next five years, we worked mainly in London for other people's studios. And I was still involved in Lesotho and other developing countries. In 2015, we had the opportunity, first project in Portugal, and so we gave it a go. Returning to Portugal almost 10 years after I'd left was a bit like going back into the past. Here it seems like things could still be done on site. Design could still be developed there. And there were the skills and carpenters and builders that you needed to do things. It was far more flexible than what we'd seen in the UK. Whilst we were learning the ropes of how to do things in Portugal, my work in Lesotho was evolving. As it was never our idea to take away jobs from local people, in 2018, with Luca and Daniela, two dear friends, we piloted In Loco, a learning by doing design and build fellowship project. 
and we're really proud that our third cohort, despite COVID, is about to complete their project this year. These projects are fully developed and built by a group of recently graduated young Basuto architects, builders and engineers, who with us rolled up their sleeves, got their hands dirty, and learned how to do things by actually doing them. I think this kind of work in Lesotho has always made me think about the role of the architect. I've written about it twice, if not more times, but I don't know if it was that that triggered it or the fact that uh, year on year, both in the UK and Portugal, I've always seen the conflict between architects and contractors and how somehow in the middle uh, architects get disappointed, clients don't see their dreams coming true as fast as they should. Over the years, we've had to step in many times to the contractor's role, essentially taking over and not being paid for it, ensuring that things were delivered, ensuring things were properly built when it was not our responsibility. So this year, 2021, we decided that even if we're a small practice, we'd embrace the master builder's role and start building the things that we design. Even if the Pink Floyd song goes, all in all, it's just another brick in the wall. I'd argue that we do need an education, and an architect's education never truly stops. And whilst I can hardly pretend that I want to teach you or have the credentials to teach you anything, I do hope that this podcast will be instructing and inspiring. Over the next 10 episodes, Another Brick in the Wall will interview architects who, like me, have followed their passion to build. We will also explore the potential of new and sustainable materials, technologies and new ways of building things, and talk to the people who actually do it, the people who build what architects design. Sorry for a pilot episode I've rambled on for a bit too long, but I hope you've enjoyed it, and I hope to see you back soon for our next episode, our first real show. See you soon, and bye for now.